0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you very much for joining us again here on a Wednesday night. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. His name is Boyd, and he texted me a couple nights ago. He said he was catching up from an episode back in January, and it said it just made, you know, his day It really kind of spoke to him and I'll be seeing that person since I know them in my personal life. But my goodness, was I just so encouraged! So sometimes, you know, you get you get home at the end of a day, and Wednesday's the the day to upload podcast episodes. So you know, I do this not for the hundreds of listeners. I just do it just for that one. So Boyd, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, and thank you to you all sincerely for tuning into this it, it isn't was it it is not what I wanted it to be when I started out you know this podcast again we shall not sleep is a call out of apathy really it's a, a call to our own weariness and by the way I'm speaking to myself I, I told my church on Sunday that it, I'm preaching to myself that this is I'm not above anyone here in fact sometimes the the minister needs the message more than the people because of the ministers not not taking all this to heart. Then how in the world is he or she gonna lead the congregation? It's really that simple. So these podcasts are a reminder to me and they're they're for my own benefit too. And again, I know I've said it for years, I'm just gonna kick the can down the road, but I do eventually want to get back to some interviews. I actually have some stuff scheduled here for this fall, and we'll see where we'll see where we go. I'm looking forward to the future here. But thank you all for the listeners for the support on SoundCloud where we're hosted our YouTube channel, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, you can always email the show with feedback, questions, topics, suggestions, what what have you, at wsnspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So with that out of the way, I want us to turn our attention to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. While you turn there with me, or just you're listening while you're maybe on your way back from something tonight, or on your way in tomorrow, maybe you're at work, I will be reading from the NASB version of the Bible, my favorite one. It's actually NASB 1995, in case you really uh, would like to know. But one of the things that I love about the book of Ecclesiastes is, again, written by King Solomon and his infinite wisdom, the gentleman who had more than anyone really in documented history as far as material wealth and land and peace, prosperity. He writes this book, And really, it's a collection of somebody who has it all, who has the wisdom that from God, it gave him this. So when Solomon is taking over the throne, he asks, he has an opportunity to ask God for anything. And God honors the relationship that he had with his father, David, this covenant that God had established. He rewards and passes down to the progeny of David so Solomon can ask for anything I mean just think about this if God were to to come to you say of all the things in life what do you want I will grant this one thing to you and Solomon just says grant me wisdom to be able to discern from right from wrong and God says because you have asked because you have not ask for wealth or health or any of these things. God says, not only will I give you wisdom, but I'll give you all of these other things so that your reign will be unparalleled. It's like, wow, so you definitely gave the right answer. So this wisdom that is coming from from on high, from the Almighty, from Yahweh, is now given to Solomon, and he presents these words, so you know these are coming from the kingdom of heaven. So Ecclesiastes chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 1 through 9, again from the NASB. It says, Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know they are doing evil. Hmm. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God, for God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For the dream comes through much effort, and the voice of a fool through many words. Mm -hmm. When you make a vow to God, do not be late in paying it, for he takes no delight in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Do not let your speech cause you to sin, and do not say in the presence of the messenger of God that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry on account of your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in many dreams and in many words there is emptiness. Rather, fear God. If you see oppression of the poor and denial of justice and righteousness in the province, do not be shocked at the sight. For one official watches over another official, and there are higher officials over them. After all, a king who cultivates the field is an advantage to the land. Hmm. A lot of stuff here. Again, Ecclesiastes is a place of wisdom, it's mysterious, it's something that goes beyond, it's, it tickles your ears, it tickles your spirit because there is a sense of infinity in these words, it transcends culture, time, language, circumstance. Let's go through this again. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools for they do not know that they are doing evil. Right out the gate. Motive. What are you doing? You're going to church. Okay, this is the equivalent today. Hey, go to church but don't go to offer an insincere or corrupt heart. Go to listen and offer your body as a living sacrifice. Paul talks about that because you're going to be foolish if you're going to church for an ill motive. It's going to be and it's end up going to be foolish, and you're and essentially doing evil because you are coming to the the temple, the house of God, without the motive to worship Him. Because remember, we go to church. I know this is going to be strange, maybe for some people out there, but church and gathering on the first day of the week is to worship God. It's not to listen to your favorite song. It's not to have the free Wi-Fi. It's not for the breakfast. It's not for the coffee. It's not to gossip. It's not to hang out with friends. It's not to clap and, and listen to a feel-good sermon. So you just come out feeling good, only for you to have to maybe leave early so you can take your kids to soccer practice, football practice, or maybe you got to go to an NFL party. What are we supposed to do? What's our motive right out the bat? Verse 2. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven, you are on the earth; therefore let your words be few. For the dream comes through much effort and the voice of a fool through many words. Are you a talker? Mister, mister, miss Talkity talk box? Constantly not thinking, you're impulsive, you don't stop to consider. You don't ask to pray for wisdom, you just go off without thinking, oh, I just don't think before I speaker. oh, it's just not the way I am. You make excuses that people let you get away with. I love how Solomon puts this, you know, don't be, don't bring to God what's not worthy of him. Remember, God's in heaven where you're not, and he made the earth where you're at, and he made you. It's a reminder, like, where God is, like, do you go to your boss at work with every single thought all the time, or do you only go to them? He or she, whoever they may be, with things that are worthy of their time. Interesting. Because that, and it's not that God's not willing to listen to us. That's not the case. He? He's not some tyrant sitting on a throne saying, You can't approach my throne. No, that's not that's not the point. Point is he is always there to listen, but are we wasting our own time because our motive is selfish? And maybe we can check ourselves with the insight of God and the Holy Spirit. So before we even Go to him where, oh, maybe we can learn our lesson. Verse four, when you make a vow, do not be late in paying it. For he, God, takes no delight in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Hmm. Uh, So basically be a person of your word. If you're gonna make a vow to God, you better fulfill it. Remember, it's like, God, if you do this, I will always serve you. Like, oh boy, that sounds like a good trade for you, but what about like 18 years down the road When you have to make, you have to try to make another trade, right? Verse six, do not let your speech cause you to sin and do not say in the presence of the messenger of God that it was a mistake. So basically, mean what you say, say what you mean. Why should God be angry on account of your voice and destroy the work of your hands? Like, why are you begging God's wrath? For in many dreams and in many words, there's emptiness rather fear God. How futile is our own plans? How, how, how futile can our own words, our own plans, our own creations, our dreams be? Rather fear God. Fear God, keep his commandments. That's the other big thing in Ecclesiastes, which I talk about this podcast a lot. Verse 8, if you see oppression of the poor and denial of justice and righteousness in the province, do not be shocked at the sight. For one official watches over another official, and then there's another one, and so on and so forth. uh, Verse 9, that's a little paraphrasing. Verse 9, after all, a king who cultivates the field is an advantage to the land. Boom. How many of us talk about the ladder of bureaucracy that's in our own businesses? Or we look and we see things, and there's like bosses, and my boss boss. Like one of the best things about working for a non-corporation is that we got 45 employees, and we can get things done quick pretty great. And so, the ending verse 9, after all, a king who cultivates the field is an advantage to the land. So with the king who's ruler, he's working. He's down, keeping his feet planted firmly in the ground. He's an advantage to the land because the overseer is the one working and tilling in it. How many bosses do we have where they have no idea what the workers do? There's that disconnect between, quote-unquote, the help and then the people in the suits, right? There's the upstairs, downstairs, whatever you want to call it, whatever cultural context, whatever Thing that you that you experience like there's we can relate to that. Again, nothing is new under the sun. Ecclesiastes tells us that. This is just some ancient ancient words, some wisdom tonight shared that I want to share. That is part of my devotional reading that I that I read every day. Read out of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Lamentations every day, and it's amazing the wisdom that's there. It's just it's words for life. I got asked uh, a few months ago by uh, by some friends like what I read, and I told them what I read. them my you know I have stuff on my, my shelf, my bookshelves, but you know, I found myself in the last three, four years reading the Bible more than anything else because I wanted to know the Bible more than I knew other works of fiction or other um, people's thoughts on the Bible. I'd rather let my opinion on, on those works be informed by my own uh, understanding and familiarity with Scripture. Doesn't mean I am a scholar. I just want to know it better and how you know it is you have to spend time in it. So I hope that that maybe is an encouragement to to some of you tonight. Uh, thank you so much for hanging with us in this podcast. It's been awesome. Awesome ride so far. We're coming up on goodness 3 years, I think. I started in 2020. Uh 2021? Not. I I think I think it was yeah, it was Christmas of 2020 is when I when I started. So a lot of a lot of cool things. Thank you guys so much for bearing with me throughout the last few years of putting up with me. I appreciate your support. I hope you have a blessed evening, blessed morning, wherever you are, however you may be listening to this. May God bless you and may God keep you.